Welcome to Podcast Greater Than Yourself, Episode 3. My name is John Barleycorn. And I am Fred. And uh, we're your hosts, as always. <laughs> so Every this, time. This week we sat down with our friend Clay, who is better known as the author of the Sarcastic Big Book and other AA-related satire literature. He also hosts a podcast, which I think is nearly daily, um, called Recovery Radio KMP3 Thousand Oaks. So check him out there. Uh, we had a pretty good talk with him. Got into some deep discussion, and uh, I think everybody's going to enjoy it. He has a really cool viewpoint on both his book with the sarcastic big book, and then just his actual recovery, which I think is excellent. Um, and uh, I think yeah, I think everybody will enjoy it. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So definitely drop us a line at podcast greater than yourself at gmail.com. That's our email address. Yeah, it's not it's not another unrelated podcast's email address. That's <laughs> that's to get to us. It's actually our email. All right. Well, enjoy the show. So okay. Well that's just coming up. Where do you get off? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be half of this episode. So, um, today we have with us Clay F., author of the immeasurably hilarious Sarcastic Big Book. Is that the is that the correct title? The Sarcastic Big Book, yes. And host of Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks podcast, on streaming on, what, everything, right? Cool. Um, so, yeah, welcome. Thank you for, for joining us for a convo here. Thank you for having me. The uh, what I was about to say when we were kind of getting into it without introdu- inter- introductions and stuff um, was: Do you? <laughs> I think most my, most of my curiosity immediately goes to: Are you constantly getting uh, emails and contacts from people who are like uh, uh, pissed off, or is it more like very positive feedback? It's. Very positive feedback. It's mostly, to be honest, thank yous. It's mostly the following. This is my experience, and thank you for putting this on paper. It is hysterical, and it is accurate. And I am so grateful. I bought one for my sponsor or my sponsee or whatever, and for my mom. She's sober for 20 years and this is all the stuff she talks about or you know it's it's been that kind of stuff yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff and it's been incredible yeah because i know when i came across your your uh, instagram that it was kind of like immediate that like oh, okay this is a person this is like a solution guy or whatever this is a solution person who clearly loves the big book and the message of the big book and uh is kind of you know like you're making uh the best of a, a weird weirdly tragic situation with the watering down of the message the, the diluting of the message in the fellowship and stuff precisely you know it's the people who have gotten mad are the people here who think that it's like local where you where you live (laughs) yes yeah yeah 
So, like, do a lot of people know who you are, or do you keep... No. Okay. So, like, close buddies or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, it's not that they're mad, like, oh, this, you know, Joe Schmo from my 8.30 Thursdays meeting thinks he's hot shit and he wrote a fake big book. It's just that you've happened to encounter people there who... Yeah. I mean, you know, my friends know, and, you know, they obviously tell some people and you know somebody came up to me and was like you know it all comes from resentment and it's not true well yeah like Mm -hmm. so when i see it it, when i when i read the jokes or the uh sarcastic daily meditations is that the name of the second book (laughs) yeah (laughs) so when i read that stuff what i see is uh it, it seems like it's coming from a motivation of like a love for what the actual program is about it all comes from that it honestly does it all comes from um i'm having an amazing experience and i it all started where i started to speak that way to people i was working with and it was more effective (laughs) like speaking sarcastically okay Yes, like you know? I know, I know, I know. I've heard so. I've had an experience well before I ever saw your Instagram page and stuff. I had an experience one time, and I think this is why it's so instantly or instantaneously like locked into place for me when I saw your stuff. Um, I had this experience with a sponsee where you know we're we're cruising along, uh, maybe a couple little hangups on step four. You know, then we like get to eight step and it's like, okay, well, let's clarify what all the harms are here and then we'll meet up and then uh, a little more struggling on eight. And then it's like, okay, I'm, I'm not, I'm not super convinced this is complete. Are you sure? Oh no. All this other stuff I mentioned in my fifth step. Yeah. I, I guess I'll put that on there too. Oh, okay. So then we come back together again and then the guy's going out, he's doing amends and stuff. And then Eventually, you know, we start the way that I always sponsor, you know, once you have a couple solid amends under your belt, we're starting 10 and 11, you know, as we clean up the past. So this guy is describing the page 52 stuff to me, you know, bedevilments. He's like, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. And I, I think this is what you're talking about. We met up to discuss, you know, how's 10 and 11 going and I just kind of instinctively, definitely with no forethought or planning, just went to the nine step promises. And I was like, and I read them like the opposite of how they're written. Right. You know? So yes. it's like not necessarily sarcastic, you know, but. Um, but, but yes, but yeah. sarcastic. Yes. Same kind of thing where it's like, you're, you know, you're not feeling, you know? <laughs> yeah. You are. By this point, about. you should feel like shit. You should feel useless. Yeah, because yeah. you haven't accomplished you, step anything in step nine, really. You haven't done anything. Yeah. My I sponsor mean, took me the, through the book in almost the exact same way, where he would, you know, he would read lines from the book, and then he would insert, like, I mean, I was just like thinking, like, he would say, you know. For if an alcoholic failed to get to 90 meetings in 90 days and be the starting yes. shortstop on the sober softball team, you know, he, he, he couldn't could expect to live and survive certain trials. certain trials and low spots ahead. And then he would be like, is that what it says in your book? 
And I would be like, no. And he'd be like, great, read me what it says in your book, just hammering home the point. And I've always said that for me, the way my brain works, um, a lot of times to look at the inverse of the text. Yeah. Let me look at the Absolutely. opposite of the text. Yes. And that actually illuminates the text in some way. And, uh, and it just, and I, yeah, I think what you've done is, is beautiful and, and, uh, and, you know, uh, I mean, extremely offensive, (laughs) but you know, what's, you know, what, on that point, every single thing in there is what happens. Mm -hmm. It's almost like I've just taken notes. It's like a transcription of stuff. People say, dude, I mean, uh, what I regularly see, I think I, I think I mentioned this in part of the book somewhere, but originally it was like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And then I would start writing. It was originally much longer and uh, got together with a group of people who were in AA, who had gone through the steps in different ways, a bunch of old timers, a therapist, a bunch of people. And we edited it down tremendously. It was originally just it doesn't need to be much longer because it's harsh yeah, yeah like, right i feel like it was you know just like, it's like dragging you know, it out it's like okay yeah it's just like okay and um and i was i would, I would write it and then i would go and, I, and as i was writing it, i was saying to myself this is so fucking outrageous hmm. that um i i can't do it you know i'm not gonna do it it's just so when you write it down it's so crazy that it's just if one person takes this seriously, uh, and I just it wasn't sure about it. And then I go to a meeting, and literally everything that would happen would be something I was just writing down. I'm like I have to write because <laughs> I get there and I'm like, you know, I remember one time I was writing and I was like, I'm not going to do it. Uh, and I went to a meeting and there was a guy outside. I'm like, good morning, you know. And he's like, you know, we'll see. You know, I'm like what do you mean? He's like. Mm. It's like I, I don't know. I'm, um, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel today, you know. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, I, I, I gotta, I gotta, I'll ask my sponsor, you know. If my sponsor, I mean, it's like I'm, I live in a place where people are terrified of their sponsors. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, I don't know. I don't know ten people where I live who are not afraid of their sponsor. Fresno. Wow. Uh, inside joke um so actually that 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 makes me think i have a question for both of you guys actually so when you sit down with a sponsee or i'll use my experience when i sit down with a sponsee um the very beginning i start doing this exact thing that we're talking about i'm kind of like poking fun at me at meetings expense at people in meetings by using the text to kind of point out their bullshit a little bit And then I quickly will stop myself and be like, listen, I'm not here to like belittle these people or say that these people are bad or wrong. I'm simply saying, and I go through the statistics of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, like the statistics that were tied to the book and the statistics that we see today. I ask them like, what do you think is the percentage of people getting sober right now in Alcoholics Anonymous today, right? And it's like, well, most people think, you know, it's maybe 10%. Some new people have never been in A say, oh, 20%. It's like, I mean, we'd be stoked if we had a 5% recovery rate, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and so I always, and then I present the the statistics that they had in 1950, um, you know, uh, of the number of, of people that were getting sober at that time. And I say, well, 
if you had two opportunities to invest and one was a 5% return and one was a 50% return, where are you putting your money if the return is the same? And, uh, and so the point is not that these people are bad or wrong. The point is that if you can't take the stuff that you're hearing in the meeting and, and, and get it out of this book, then shouldn't you leave that stuff alone? You know? And so my, my question is, do you guys, when you're sitting with your sponsees, have a similar conversation about um, the difference between the book and the language in the book and the meeting? Yes, absolutely. I do. It's, it's because the book is so, the big book is up against so much because when you bring up the big book, when I bring up the big book and I talk about something the big book says, it is instantly usually greeted with years of, you know, fellowship belief passed on or things I've heard in treatment or from my sponsor or whatever that just crushes it. The big book is so clear and beautiful in its message and it opposes almost everything that is that I commonly see in here. Yeah. Almost everything. I think there's a balancing act there um, between like uh, <clears throat> presenting exactly that because like, okay, if we're going to talk about Alcoholics Anonymous, what is Alcoholics Anonymous? Right? So I'm going to sit down with somebody who's new and firstly find out, you know, like chapter seven tells me like, I want to find out about this person. Like what's your deal now? Because I'm probably meeting them in a treatment center or I'm meeting them at some kind of hospital setting or at an AA meeting. This fucking guy already knows about AA, right? He knows mm-hmm. it exists. This is not right. the guy in working with others who you've just hunted down and you're you're introducing the you know grain of rice level idea of what AA is to this guy. He's never heard right. of it, you know? So I'm not going to lend him my book and go, hey, go read this and I'll see you when you're done with the book. What I'm going to do right. is I'm going to say, what's your deal? What's going on with you? What, like, what do you know about AA? Like mm-hmm. after I've already talked to him a little bit about like, you know, what's, you know, what's your drinking situation? Have you tried to quit? Blah, blah. And then it's really important to me to kind of toe that line to not be like, we are right and they are wrong, you know, right. we're, Absolutely. we're in the same fellowship and we're not at war with, with people who don't see eye to eye on this, but it's equally important for me to explain to somebody that, um, because there's so much unlearning to to do, especially when people come out of uh, like a long-term treatment where it's like all you're doing in there is being taught. I mean, 75% of what you're doing is being taught how to manage your life in this right. long, long-term treatment center. So by the time I meet somebody and we're getting into the step work, there's a lot of unlearning to do. There's a lot of, a lot of counter-programming that's already happened. To, to introduce ideas to this person of um, what the book's talking about on manageability is not the drama of your drinking. It's not puking on yourself and pissing on yourself and wrecking your car and beating your wife. It's you can't not pick up a drink. You're going to drink against your own will. Your life will suck whether you drink or not if you are the person in the book. So I always go over and over again and bash people over the heads with AA is the book AA. That's what AA is. And Fred, I've heard you say it in, <clears throat> in meetings before. 
meetings are not AA. It's where we go to talk about AA. It's the infomercial. Exactly. AA is the 12 steps. It's the directions in the book. And that's why the book is called that. And, you know, at some point, the fellowship diverged, and it is what it is. I'm just going to make it clear to people that I'm not a therapist. I'm not qualified to give you advice on anything. All I can do is show you how to take the 12 steps. And I'm going to show you right out of the book. And anytime they talk to me, we talk about the book, you know. So I feel like there's a balancing act there because... It can be, especially when dudes get like a real quick taste of spiritual experience um, and they have like, you know, that new power flowing in thing. Um, there's like a, a, a certain veracity to that experience that can catapult somebody into being like vitriolic about, well, this is the thing. And this is, you know, and they're angry that they didn't hear that message that was like deep and effective before. And so they kind of become a shithead, you know, with good intentions, but still a shithead and you're wreaking havoc, you know? And now, the Recovery Game Show sensation you've only previously heard whispered about in the members-only room in the back of your local AA clubhouse. From the crusty old-timers who brought you the beloved Recovery Game Shows... Put the plug in the jug and just don't drink no matter what. It's Wheel of Bullshit! All right, thank you, thank you. All right, I'm Skip Nightingale. Let's meet tonight's unlucky newcomer. Melinda G is a waitress and aspiring writer from Omaha, Nebraska. She's 24 years old, never been to jail, never wrecked a car, still has all her teeth, but has tried repeatedly to quit drinking on her own, and has found she's completely incapable. Say hello, Melinda! Hey, I'm Melinda. So excited to be here. I'm just out of rehab. Uh, what? your first mistake here on The newcomer has nothing to say worth hearing. Don't worry, you'll get the hang of it. I'm sorry, I I didn't know. Nobody told me. (laughs) Okay, let's begin. I came here because I just can't stop drinking alcohol. It's causing serious problems in my life. (laughs) Another misstep from Melinda. You see, newcomers are expected to be barely seen, and certainly not heard. Good thing relapse is just a part of the process, here at... Real of Bullshit! Enough fun and games. Melinda G, let's spin the... Real of Bullshit! I just spin it right, like, right now? Yeah, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Spin it. Oh, okay. Um. Okay, let's see what vital, life-saving piece of advice the wheel has for you tonight. Stay out of the barber shop and you won't get a haircut. Oh, that old gag, eh? Uh, um, what does that mean? Spin again. Uh, uh, okay. 
scare you out of the rooms. Alcohol will scare you right back in. Oh, that hurts. I'm not sure that that's entirely true. Let's have another spin. Uh, okay. Here we go. Ugh. Um, I'm thinking I might just go home. I'm not really getting anything I can relate with here. It is a fair point. Yeah, I mean... One more spin, Melinda. Oh, okay. I'll spin it one more time. show up yet. I guess that's all for this week. I'm Skip Nightingale. Join us next week on I even say in this book that it's all fine. Right. Everything, everything is. It's fine. It doesn't yeah. matter. I spoke and at a meeting, and I, I spoke at a meeting the other day, and I always say, like, you know, there's a million ways to get sober, right? There's a million ways to to be abstinent from alcohol. I, if yoga works for you, I'm not saying that yoga is bad. Um, what? Okay, I'm gonna. Do you guys mind if I run this analogy by you? <laughs> I think did I run it by you, John? <laughs> This, I, this, I've been working on this one. This, I've been working I on lose this track one. of your analogies. Okay. Let me so, get out my uh, course get out lexicon your, of your analogies here. <laughs> I do have a few. So um, to me, where Alcoholics Anonymous is right now is as, as if that somebody showed up at a yoga studio and was like, um, hey, uh, you know what's really cool um, is, uh, is Peloton bikes. And they're like, yeah, no, that is really cool, but we're doing yoga here. And they're like, no, that's cool, but I'm going to wheel in my Peloton bike. This is a great analogy. And I'm going to I'm gonna spin in your yoga studio. And they're like, yeah, okay, that's weird. We're a yoga studio. We just want to do yoga here. And they're like, well, I'm going to spin this Peloton bike here, and now this is yoga. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, you're, you're on a Peloton bike. You're doing something else. That's and great. then what happens is some of the people in the yoga class are like, well, that looks kind of cool. I think I might go over and try that. And somebody else brings in a kettlebell the next day and they start swinging that thing in the corner. Boom. And everybody in there is like, what are you doing? No, bro, you're doing uh, CrossFit. I'm not doing CrossFit. I'm doing yoga. I'm in a yoga studio. <laughs> and to me, that's where we're at with Alcoholics Anonymous today. 
we're doing all these different forms of recovery, but because we're doing it under the house of Alcoholics Anonymous, we're calling it Alcoholics Anonymous. I can recover any way I want. I can go to meetings and just not drink in between, and that's AA because I say it is and because it's happening in this place that I call AA. And it's like, no, that's not fucking Alcoholics Anonymous. And as John said, I always say, AA is not a place. AA is a practice. And it is a specific practice. Mm -hmm. And I think it is extremely um, rude to walk into a yoga studio and start doing some other workout and then claim you're doing yoga. <laughs> That's why I always hurt people's feelings at meetings when I when I say, if I'm not doing what page 40, 84 says and what page 85 and 86 and 87 and 88 say, then I'm not doing a 10th and 11th step. I'm not. I don't care what stuff I'm doing in addition to that. That's all groovy, man. Do some yoga. Do some transcendental meditation. Go sit naked on a hill and, you know, fucking frolic with the bees and shit. That's super groovy. But the book doesn't tell me to meditate like that. It doesn't say I shouldn't. It just says, here's what we say 10 and 11 are. And like we're we're telling you what the program is. We're not saying like like I, I literally cannot think of a because your analogy right there is patently absurd. No one would 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 be groovy with that. You know what I mean? Like, but the problem is that like if that did happen right now, then in fifty years there would be a bunch of people who thought CrossFit was right. yoga, and that's what's gone on. So we've we've had thirty years since I guess forty years. Since the Hughes Act, right? Even longer than that. So the treatment center revolution of those people spilling in with their outside ideas and uh, mass and changing the culture of meetings has has had decades to become the teaching of the fellowship. And, you know, it's gone further and further from the book. And I think the thing is, like, so I've, you know, you and I both have had experience, you know, posting jokes about that in meme format on the internet. And, um, I think, and I think we both have also had the experience of arguing with people about it and, and we both have come away saying, okay, making the joke is one thing. And then arguing about the joke needlessly with people who are totally convinced swinging a kettlebell is yoga is a totally different thing. And I'm absolutely, I'm done doing that, you know? Well, that's why nothing, nothing here. Here's a hot tip for all you would be meme makers out there. If you really want to, uh, piss off your audience, turn off the comments. <laughs> nothing would make me happier than to post the most absurd, meme that I knew was going to really make people mad and then turn the comments off and then watch people to jump to the memes before it and to comment <laughs> on the meme that was happening now. And they would have to go back in time and, and write thing. a comment about the meme that is, they're not even coming on the meme. They're coming on the, the well, on the, not on this meme, but on the next meme, you really made me mad. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, how about, Go eat a sandwich or something. I right. Don't know. Or how about just this? How about just literally take your finger and just scroll to the next meme <laughs> or to the next thing? You know what I mean? Like Quip is about to sell you a toothbrush. Just keep going, you <laughs> keep know? Moving. But yeah, I, th uh, I think that's the same thing with the books. It's like, you know, you, you've got... So 
my, I, my main question with the daily sarcastic daily meditation book would be like, is that just like a similar thing or is that more of just like you're just kind of goofing around? The whole thing is to uh, make people laugh and secondarily, hopefully, it's helpful somehow. Make people think about... <clears throat> yeah, it, because it's just... You know, there's enough people saying the uninverted solution. There's enough people saying pray. There's enough people saying, you know, be of service. John, be of service today, okay? Fred, walk towards the light, okay? Don't be divisive, okay? Where there's discord, bring harmony, okay, John? Okay, Fred, there's enough of that. And it's just so funny when you say the opposite. Because to me, it's much more thought-provoking. When somebody says, where there's discord, bring some more of that. <laughs> yeah. Fred, when you go out in the world today, where there's harmony, bring some discord today. <laughs> Create confusion. John, when you go out in the world today, stay in your own head. <laughs> so you can't be present fucking anyone in your life. It's probably God's book. That to me is funny. That's funny. I want to read you something. I mean, I'm laughing as I'm doing these. I'll read you a couple of my favorites. Well, and that's the whole thing. It's like you said, first and foremost, I'm trying to make people laugh. First and foremost, May 26th, when your thoughts are judgmental, you're just more free. <laughs> May 27th, people who always need to know what's going on with everyone else are usually very comfortable with themselves. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. I like that. That speaks to my life experience. Um, you were probably yanked from the alcoholic pit of despair so that you could bring a shitty attitude into some workplace today. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. I think you posted that one recently on your story or something because um, the, the thing that I love is that... Um, through the through the meme page that John mentioned, like you actually reached out to us and uh, and had had asked if you could send us a copy of the book and if we would read it and if we liked it, if we would say something about it on our page. And I ran the page with another person, and he had kind of had the idea that we weren't ever going to collaborate with anyone ever for any reason. And I was actually disappointed because I actually wanted to to read your book, so I had to buy a copy of the book, which was super annoying and. Um, <laughs> Um, but what I love I got is, is mine for free. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I've had it for a while and, and just recently, like within the last like six months, I have three or four or five people in my life who are constantly sending me your posts. And I'm like, I'm always just like, yeah, that's all. Yeah, I know. It's great. And they don't know that I know you or that I know the book. And so yeah. they're just like, Oh, have you ever seen this man? Oh, this thing's hilarious. Yeah, right. my my favorite thing was somebody here doesn't didn't know it was me. They asked me about it. They're like, they asked me about it. They're like, should I? I trust your opinion. Should I? You know, what do you think about the Should I this book? <laughs> so what you've got? Two, like, you got two more coming out soon, right? I do. They're <laughs> they're my favorites, man. They're so good. One of them is There's, I know a four step thing. One of them is called. The first two columns of my four-step daily meditations. 
365 daily readings that won't help you a bit. <laughs> and it is, um, to me, it's the, it's the funniest of all of them. And it's just, it's already served its purpose because I, I put up a little ad for it on Instagram. And somebody wrote to me and said, oh, my God, I can already see the absurdity of my sec- uh, of my anger. Because it's just, again, the point of, to all of it, underlying it is to be helpful yeah because i used to not laugh at i used to not laugh at myself at all because i was not healed in any way so everything was really serious it was a really big deal you couldn't make fun of this things were sacred and now it's just dude fucking laugh at yourself seriously yeah so through your experience with the big, the sarcastic big book and your Instagram page and these other things that you've been doing, have you had an opportunity to to actually like has anybody reached out and have you been able to, you oh, know, yeah. help? Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, th- th- that's the best part of all of it. Is to make a long story short, the reason I was late this morning is because one of the things that has come from that is that I'm taking a bunch of people from all over the world through the steps on Zoom. Like through your, through the sarcastic book or? No. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) How do you guys hug each other and go to 90 meetings in 90 days on Zoom? That just doesn't make sense. That's awesome. awesome. It's really great. When did that start? How long ago? Almost right away. Nice. It all comes from love. It really does. Mm-hmm. Well, and, I think it's, I think it's simple, great. I knew right away. I've known all along. I've known. I know some people will understand that. And some people won't understand that. And that's fine. And I, I, I don't want to harm anyone. And I don't want to hurt anyone. And the, you know, it feels really good to laugh at the ridiculousness of the human condition. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to tell... You weren't weren't listening to me at all. Human condition. Uh, That hurts my feelings (laughs) Fuck do you want me to say? Human condition. Hurts my feelings a lot. You're not... You don't need me to to listen. I'm writing a next book now called... What's it called? Fred. Fred. Me and and Fred, colon... His attention to my wife. (laughs) (laughs) He's overbearing. Hey, Clay. Yes. Tell everyone where they can find your books and where they can find other stuff that you're doing. Um, You can find uh, everything through... You can go to sarcasticbigbook.com and you can get the books on Amazon and you can... And find me at, on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. If you type in Recovery Radio KMP3, however you listen to podcasts, you can find me there I'm on all the formats. Okay, so 12 questions with Clay F. Question one What is your least favorite AA slogan and why? Taking a trip, not taking a trip, because it's because what the fuck? Why did you pick that? <laughs> Do people use that as like an like a slogan? Bumper stickers, yeah. I've never hmm. I've never heard that one as a slogan. There's bumper stickers that say that. 
<clears throat> That's one of those parts really? you that anytime it's read in a meeting, I'm the only person laughing out loud because it's, it's <laughs> such a stupid thing I would do when I was trying to fix my problem. Mm -hmm. Not a take a trip? Yeah. Not take a trip? Yeah. I'm not taking that trip. You know what? <laughs> I, might I decided. Drink. You know what? I'm not taking that. Not going on that trip. <laughs> and then, and I was, then, I the was next going day, to. I've decided I'm not going to. The next I day, you're like, meeting. you know what? I'm taking that fucking trip, dude, because that will <laughs> yeah. fucking fix it. Yeah. That's taking it on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next question. How long did it take you to do the steps? Mm. It was sponsoring people at about 60 some days. Dope. Wow. Okay. Um,. What's the longest you've seen someone push off completing a fourth step and still get through all 12 and recover? What do you mean by... I, I have to ask, what do you mean by... Like somebody oh, dragging see, their ass I, on a fourth step. Maybe 30 days. Okay. I've, I know somebody that 11 years. They were stuck so. on four for 11 years? Well, they just didn't work any steps. <laughs> that doesn't count. Oh, okay. I know some people like that, but I know some people... Like that, but I don't think they're okay. Got yeah, the question well, is yeah. like, yeah, I give okay. four step instructions, and the guy is like, I get it. Um, yeah, I'm working on it. Sponsor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I never Spons. see him again. And then, and then <laughs> I go, and then I go thumbing through my text, and I'm like, oh, he was one of those sponsor assholes. Like, <laughs> no wonder he didn't fucking do anything. Uh, okay, next question. When did you feel the nearness of your creator? When I did a sincere third step. Hmm. Nice. Okay. What's your idea of the perfect meeting? Where I'm not in collision with something or somebody. Have you ever heard a fifth step that did not include weird sex stuff? Yes. Okay, please detail the entire fifth step. Was it where they... <laughs> Did they stay sober? Did they come back later and tell you the weird sex stuff? Well, what do you mean weird sex stuff? Well, not like we. I'm not making a judgment on anybody's sexual conduct. I'm saying they thought it was weird and were embarrassed to tell you about it. Yeah, I have. There you go. Actually, have yeah, not a lot. Usually, there's weird sex stuff, <laughs> but a couple of times That's... from people who are sober for years now. I want to make sure all of our listeners know that they all have weird sex stuff and it's okay. That's really fucking judgmental of you, Clint. That's judgmental. <laughs> that email address again is podcastgreaterthanyourself at gmail.com, so bring it. Make sure, you, make sure you type podcast greater than yourself, <laughs> not then yourself. Just a programming note. <clears throat> How many H's are in a podcast greater than yourself? Reach out Wait, to us at a podcast greater than yourself. Okay. So. I went to school with a kid. I went to school with a kid who had so many extra H's. It was weird to have him talk to you because there were so many H's. Okay. Would you say you've lost more sponsees at steps four and five or at steps eight and nine? To me, I always lose sponsees at step three. Because if you really sincerely do step three, four and five, and eight, nine are a breeze. So in my mind, I always lose them because they're not really taking that step seriously. Uh, outside of 
meeting with a sponsee and getting ready to meet with a sponsee, how much time would you say you've spent studying the big book? Oh, my God. <clears throat> Are there categories that I could put this in? It's your answer. You answer however you like. Thousands of hours. Okay. I've put more into that than anything else in my whole life. I've spent more time doing that than probably aside from, you know, pimping. <laughs> I spent a lot. I spent a lot of time doing. I mean, it, it, it thousands of hours. Maybe the only thing that would surpass it, clubbing baby seals. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's up there. It's right there. It's a photo finish. Okay. It's just neck and neck. Right there. Bill or Bob? Bob. All right. Bob's on a streak. He is on a streak. I again, I don't see him losing. Um, how did your sponsor approach you? Uh, he didn't approach me. I uh, I came to him. Got it. Yeah. How many people have you sponsored? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I sponsored a hundred people easily. The worst year of my life when all I did was take people through the work all day. So that was just one year. I really don't know. I always, I always think it's good when you can, when people have no idea how many people they're, they've sponsored is usually a good indication of what kind of recovery they have. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, how many meetings do you attend weekly? Currently? Well, let's um, say, let's say, give me the answer in both like non-COVID times and COVID times. Non-COVID times? Between, probably the average was five a week. Um, now, I'm probably going to 20 right now. And is that because there's just more opportunity to reach out to new people yeah it's just it's it's it's, it's um it's more it's more doable you know? there's no driving time mm -hmm. i can uh i can schedule everything to where i have a meeting until four and then i do something else at four and uh it's opened up zoom's opened up so many doors and it introduced me to so many people and uh um, so yeah i'm going through a lot right now i have a lot more downtime Cool. Bonus question. How would you define 13th stepping? Um, somebody not taking recovery seriously at all. Nice. Yeah. Seems accurate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, Clay, great sitting down with you, man. Thank you so much for, for coming and doing this. Thank man. you, guys. It's great. Yeah, it's Thank been a real pleasure. Much. Thank you. Um, and uh, go, go get his stuff at uh, sarcasticbigbook.com, right? Yes. Awesome. Yes. Thank you guys both so much. Hell yeah, man.
who wish to carry the message of our own recovery to those who still suffer. We do not claim to represent Alcoholics Anonymous. All comments are from our own experiences as alcoholics who have recovered by following the directions for the 12 steps found in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. Thanks for listening.